Welcome to the Successful Invisible Podcast, Episode 4. Are you healed enough to date? Welcome to the Successful Invisible. I'm your host, Janelle, a life coach with a niche in relationship coaching. I'm speaking to my professional ladies out there who are 35 plus and seeking their happily ever after and are ready to embrace the challenge and journey of dating with more intentionality. Trigger warning, there is a bit of swearing involved. Today, we're going to take a step back and take an honest look at where you are in terms of being healed enough from your past relationships to move in a positive way into your future relationships. This episode is perfect for anyone who has been through some drama or trauma in past romantic relationships, needs help to understand the potential why behind the what when it comes to some of their relationship choices, is ready to take an objective look at their past and their healing, wants to move forward in a powerful way, and some insights that I've observed that come about when you are dating and move forward from a healed place about others. The inspiration for today's episode comes from the situationship turned marriage that a close family friend is in. Today, the day I'm actually recording this is her birthday. So I reached out to her, was talking to her. So her situationship turned marriage and all of the drama around it came up for me. So several years ago, this friend of the family, we'll call her Sheila, was having a cookout at her house. And I, along with many other people, were over there celebrating. Sheila was dating this guy, we'll call him David, who no one was necessarily crazy about. Now, I've always been the very upfront, outspoken person to my friends and family group. So I asked when Sheila and I were kind of in the kitchen uh, getting some food together, I said, what do you see in David that makes you want to marry him? Because she announced at this cookout that they were getting married. I guess he had recently proposed to her. Quick high level assessment of David As a third party observer, David is more, well, was more of the life of the party type of guy. Live by the seat of his pants type of guy versus the responsible, serious husband material type. Had a few kids, crazy baby mama, eh, the works, you know. That is not Sheila at all. She was responsible, had her master's degree in the medical field, bought her own home, good credit, etc. So back to the story. So when we were in the kitchen doing some things for this cookout, getting some food together, she said, she looked at me and she turned to me. She said, Nell, that's my family nickname. She said, Nell, everybody has their shit. You just have to decide and be honest with yourself about whose shit that you're willing to put up with. And that was her view on marriage. Like that was her reason to accept his marriage proposal after actually him putting her through some shenanigans for a couple years of them dating or rather him living with her. (laughs) And this always, I don't want to say rubbed me the wrong way, but it always caught me off guard when I reflect upon that statement, even until this day. Sheila's backstory before she met, dated, and married David is that she was with this guy, we'll call him Paul, from like middle school until like her late 20s. Sheila and Paul had lived together for the last few years of their relationship when she caught him cheating and of course 
they broke up, she kicked him out of her house, etc. Not long after she ended her probably 15 or 16 year relationship from Paul, I would say less than six months later, she got into this relationship with David. As I said, David has some very colorful things in his past that don't make him the best option necessarily for someone to date, not in any serious capacity. Thinking about Sheila, and now that's probably been at least 15 years ago since her and David got together. They've probably been married for about 10 years, I would say at this point. I can say from a third party looking in my observation, knowing her, being a friend of the family, I love Sheila to death. I don't think she was dating from a healed place. And I don't know if she ever recognized that within herself. Now, to fill out the story and bring it up to present day, Sheila and David are now at a much better place in their relationship. They've been married, like I said, for about 10 years. And he has become a responsible contributing adult. He, you know, steady job. She only has two children and both of her children are by him. And she had them after they were married. And him being a more positive role model around the children, him taking more responsibilities. So who he is now is, of course, a much more evolved, mature man. However, I have to admit that I don't know how many women want to wade through the storm that I feel Sheila had to wade through in order to be patient enough, willing enough, putting enough love, energy, resources into David for him to now be at the point that he is. Hats off to her for doing it. I don't believe every woman wants to take that route, but I still love her. I wish them well. Now in the next segment, we'll dig into some of the questions similar to those I would ask during a one-on-one coaching session if a client and I were exploring this subject. Welcome to the questions for reflection segment. Now let's take a deep dive into some inquiring questions that can help you learn more about yourself and whether or not you have addressed some healing needs that may need to be addressed before dating, dating effectively. Remember, this is the interactive portion of the episode and you can click on the link in the show notes to download the worksheet with all of the questions and exercises that will allow you to follow along by recording your responses. If you've already signed up for my email, the next worksheet will be sent to you when the new episode is published. So you don't have to sign up twice. Okay, so you heard the story that inspired this episode. And as I've worked through parts within myself that I know I need to heal in order to date more effectively and efficiently, it's a story that I keep close to my heart because it keeps me present. And it also keeps me very aware. So let's start with the first question. Oh, one thing, before I start with that, quick PSA. For this episode, I want to be very clear. If any of these exercises make you uncomfortable to the point where you aren't able to interact with them without having maybe a very severe or negative emotional reaction, please stop immediately. My goal is not to make anyone uncomfortable, and I'm not here to tread on that area that may better be handled with the assistance and partnership of a licensed mental health professional. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. 
And if you need to reach out to that sort of support, feel free to do so. So question number one, what is the longest relationship that you've been in? This question isn't so much concerned with the formal definition of dating that I used in the first episode, because many of us, as grown-ass people, have been in a plethora of um, relationships. It could have been a situationship that you had long-term, a maintenance man, a maintenance woman situation. It could have been a cohabitating relationship. It could have been a friends with benefits relationship. It could have been a true loving relationship where you were being courted, where someone was actually dating you, etc. whatever it was. Just write down what is the longest relationship that you've been in. How many months, years, decades, whatever. And also, longest relationship you could have been in could have been a former marriage. Now, and I know that thinking of the response to this question is going to sting a little bit for some of us, for many of us, actually, as it did for me. Because many memories of the person I had in mind were linked to a mix of various emotions, joy, pain, anger, upset, etc. That's okay that all of those things come up. As long as they come up in a level or to a level that you are comfortable dealing with and interacting with for the purposes of doing coaching exercises. Question number two, what initial feelings come up when you think about your relationship with this person? As I stated a few seconds ago, you know, try to use a word to define it. Observe your emotions. Try not to feel and engage with them. So keep the answers very simple. Even one word responses. As I said, joy, pain, frustration, anger, defeats, longing. You likely had happy times and sad times because this is the longest relationship that you've been in. And more than likely, the lows will come up first before the highs. But it's going to probably fluctuate between those two. Put those emotions into single word responses or simple sentences, whichever works best for you. Give yourself some space, grace, and take a few minutes and reflect upon how that made you feel when you think about that longest relationship. Three to five main items, sentences, or one word descriptions of emotions, whichever works, that come up is proficient for this. Moving on to question number three. How have you healed since ending that relationship or since that relationship has ended, whichever occurred? Know that brutal honesty in this particular question is key. This is not the time to tap dance around things or sugarcoat it. Be honest with yourself. How have you healed? You just gone about self-medicating in some way? That can be through food, drugs, sex, partying, alcohol consumption, sleep, exercise, over-exercising, food, indulgence, like I said, or deprivation. Have you engaged in those behaviors or have you really taken some strategic steps to heal from that relationship? And know that for any reason, if no responses come up about things you've done to contribute to 
your healing after ending that relationship, that is a clear indicator that there may be some unaddressed items. Just see your answers to question number two. If you have taken tactical, tangible action to do some healing from that relationship, that longest relationship you've ever had, actually list those out. And that is great that you can name things. But if you can't list out specific things, that's okay too, because this leads to my next question. Question number four. With the knowledge you now have, what are your next steps in healing? All right, take a few minutes to address this one. Like I said, you can always print these worksheets several times, write different answers, use pencil, erase things, write something else, it's fine. This is all a part of your self-awareness journey and for your growth. This is all part of your process. I just want to be here to be a part of your process. Because guess what, baby? I'm going through this same process myself. And that's why I really love this podcast. It allows me to have a positive outlet to speak about these things that I'm going through, but from the perspective of a coach and know that I had to do this exercise a couple times. All right. Now that we've gone through those four questions, I actually want you to initially, as I said earlier, print this worksheet out at least twice because you're going to circle back and do all four exercises again. But this time, I want you to look at the most recent relationship you've had and how you've healed from it. So let's loop back to the beginning, thinking of your most recent relationship. Question number one, part two. What is the most recent relationship that you've been in? Doesn't matter, once again, the type of relationship you've had. Was it just a situationship, just a sexual relationship, maybe a maintenance man, maintenance woman relationship, a cohabitating relationship, a true dating relationship? It could have been a marriage, etc. But whatever that most current relationship is, jot this down. Question number two. Part two, what initial feelings come up when you think about this most recent relationship that may have ended with this person? Once again, you want to keep your answers simple, one word responses or simple sentences. You want to take the approach of observing your emotion instead of experiencing it. Three to five main sentences or emotions that come up right away is sufficient. Question number three, part two. How have you healed since ending that relationship or since that relationship has ended? Once again, you are going to have to be honest with yourself here. This is no time for lies or delusion. And I had to face that truth myself when I was going through some of these exercises because we want to put down, I've experienced, you want to put down the story instead of the facts. So sticking with the facts is very crucial. And the way I found easiest to do that is using bullet points. So how have you healed? Once again, if you haven't really healed and done any self-work around it, and it could be not not all healing and self-work has to be complex. It could be as simple as ordering a book from Amazon about getting over a broken heart and going through that. It could be listening to meditative music and deciding to meditate certain times for a certain amount of time a day. It could be, and it's highly recommended, I feel for anyone, 
to reach out and engage with a licensed mental health professional, like a therapist, especially when you're dealing with longer term relationships or more deep rooted things that come up. Those are all part of your healing. It could definitely be like myself, shameless plug, working with a coach to help you identify maybe some self-sabotaging behaviors or some patterns that you aren't currently aware of. Whatever it is, write down some ways in which you have healed since that last relationship, the most current relationship that has ended. Question number four, part two. With the knowledge you now have, what are your next steps in healing? So I gave you a couple examples of the things you can do. Feel free to start where you're at. Don't feel forced or pushed to start anywhere else. I'm really hoping that you start with the worksheets that are an accompaniment to this episode, and then you branch out from there. Whether it's working with me or a licensed mental health professional, buying books, whatever you need to do to support yourself in your process. That's the important thing. So in the next segment, I want to share some of my personal thoughts and really some insights that I've gained as I'm going through my process and moving more out there to be open to dating again because I'm in a more healed place myself and what you start to observe about others. Welcome to the Just My Thoughts segment. And here I give my unadulterated opinion on something that I've seen on social media, discussed during conversations with friends or family, learned from coaching sessions with clients, etc. These are not my opinions or things I'm putting forth from a coaching perspective. This is just me. (laughs) So I am fortunate enough. I live in the northeastern part of the U.S. I commute between the city of brotherly love and the big apple for my nine to five job and also get a chance to travel to other major cities for work as well as play see friends etc and one thing that I have noticed when I'm out and about is as I'm working on my own healing process the less and less that the glamour fools me and what I mean by that is don't be fooled There are a lot of unhealed people in pretty packages out here in this world. And the easiest way to spot them is for you yourself to be dating or approaching those type of interactions from a healed place or a place where you're actively working on your healing. And it's just amazing how much more aware I am, not only of myself, but also the discernment that I have when I am out and about in these scenarios and situations and I, you know, meet a man and he approaches me and he has sense and he's respectful, of course, those are non-negotiables. And and you start to talk to them. And one thing I've learned, um, I'm a talker, I like to communicate, let men talk because it's actually very rare that men go out and they're allowed to talk because women, most of us are talkers. Let men talk. And when you're dating from a more healed or approaching this thing called dating from a from a more healed perspective or in the pursuit of your healing or you're in your process because it's not about being fully there. It's about I am actively working toward it. You're much more comfortable sitting back and letting someone else kind of tell you about themselves, tell you their story. And also, I'm not afraid to ask questions. I can't say I ever was, but now that I am in the 35 plus range of dating, 
I'm pretty bold with questions, not not vulgar or disrespectful, but I'm I ask things up front. Uh, number one, are you married? Like that's an important first question for me to ask a man who approaches me. I don't like to make assumptions. Assumptions make an ass of you and me. So that is, <laughs> these are the types of questions I ask. But you'll also notice you don't have to necessarily ask probing questions during the course of a conversation. You can ask regular questions and see where someone else is in their healing journey or to see the trauma someone else has. I'll give you an example. I was out and uh, a recent social event, it was like a jazz lounge and this man approached me, very respectful. Everybody was there, was dressed nice, nice vibe, everything. And we were having a great conversation. We started engaging about, you know, of course, like, what do you do for a living? Blah, blah, blah. And we were start, we got on the subject of family and I'm the youngest child. Um, my sister is six years older than me and we were talking and it came out, you know, of course I said, well, you know, where are you and your family? He was a middle child. And we were exchanging lighthearted stories, you know, nothing too deep, dark and crazy about childhood. And what became evident very quickly to me is he had some unaddressed emotion, potentially trauma from being the middle child and some things that had happened to him growing up. And I don't think he was even aware of it. But I was, as he was speaking about it in different situations that came up and his interactions in current relationship as a 40 plus year old man with his siblings. And I found that extremely interesting, but it was something, of course, we had great conversation for the rest of the evening, but it was something that made me very aware, okay, to pursue anything with this person, this is going to be an issue if something got serious. It's not something to necessarily dismiss a person over. But I have to admit, going on my own journey of healing has helped me become more aware and more discerning of where other people are at. And you can hear what they don't hear, especially when you give them the space to talk. Guess what? They'll do it. Women will, too. It's human. People will talk if you give them the space to do so and you seem engaged and interested in what they're saying. And guess what? Guess what people like to talk about their most? Themselves. I was giving this guy the space to talk, wonderful manners, great guy, had a lot going for him, but I could see that was a real sticking point. He had some childhood things, some childhood traumas uh, about being the middle child and maybe the ways he had been treated. We talked about some other things and it was just very interesting, some things had gotten uncovered from, and it wasn't even that I was asking, like I said, these deep probing questions, but his responses were... I don't want to say red flag. I think that's too strong of a word. They were an indicator that there was something deeper there. And so by the time we parted ways at the end of the night, I had a pretty good indication of this is a great guy. He has a lot going for him, but he also has a lot of things that he is not aware of, but I don't think he's trying to gain awareness around. I say all that to say there are truly a lot of unhealed people in this world walking around in very pretty packages, but it is so important and crucial for you to do your own self-work and do your own healing in whatever way that needs to be done so you yourself won't be one of those unhealed people in pretty packages. Thank you for taking the time to join me today on this episode of The Successful Invisible. 
I'm your host, Jay Nell, and I hope you gained meaningful insights from today's episode. If you're ready to dive deeper on your own personal journey when it comes to dating and relationships, book a discovery call through the link in the show notes so we can work together one-on-one. I look forward to you joining me again on next week's episode. Until then, I'm your host, Jay Nell, signing off for now.